All men are created equal, but they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Make America great again. Welcome back to another episode of The Big MIG. I am your host, Lance Miliacho. As always, joined by my co-host, George Ballantine. Big G, what's shaking, brother? How what's are up? you? What's up? What's going on? Uh, we're doing all right. We got a lot of big yeah. things going on. Yeah, you already got your new laptop back, so that was good news. Always, because obviously we we love the way the Mac laptop 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 operates, at least for our show, uh, better than the other one you had. So anyway, listen, we've got a big show for you guys. As you know, uh, the big MIG is always about being the tip of the spear. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. We are joined by a great American patriot. Uh, he is the uh, founder of the Reawakening America. Tour, as you guys know, he is the founder of Thrive 15, and I guess they call him the constant wallet losing former U.S. SBA entrepreneur. Mm. I'm going to have to ask him about that. I've never heard that story before. He's been described to folks at Yahoo as a Jim Carrey of entrepreneurship. He was Metro Chamber of Commerce Entrepreneur of the Year at the age of 20 and U.S. Chamber National Blue Ribbon Quality Award winner at age 27. As a result of his tireless tenacity and honey badger work ethic, he's been able to found and co-found several successful companies including DJ Connection, Elephant in the Room, Men's Grooming Lounge, Thrive15.com, etc. I don't know how he's done this, but on top of that, he co-produced five children, which I'm pretty impressed by. I have one, and that was a tremendous amount of work. Uh, and again, he, he doesn't need this much of an intro, but uh, he's going to have a big another one of his tours. I just want to give him a plug right now. It's going to be outside of Fresno. If you, if you want to meet patriots up front and you really want to learn the truth, you need to attend one of his tour dates. He is joined by Jordan Roberts, CEO of Grid Down Chow Down, and that's griddownchowdown.com. So, George, without any ado, let's bring these guys in. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about Israel and Palestine. Let's do it. Let's go. Here we go. Hey, thank you guys for allowing us to be here. Um, you know, a lot of times these descriptions that get written about you, sometimes I don't know uh, where they come <laughs> from. I can say I, I really do have a, a firm knowledge of where my wallet is at all times. Uh, now, as far <laughs> as being, uh, I, there was a time after I sold one of my companies where I traveled around um, doing a lot of speaking, and they tend to be a little bit humorous. And so maybe that's where the Jim Carrey thing comes from. But I appreciate you guys allowing us to be here. And this is Jordan Roberts. I'm Clay Clark. And, and again, thank you guys for carving out time for us. Yeah, we really appreciate you. You are one of the busiest men in show business, as far as I'm concerned. You're all over the country. You're doing everything that you can as a patriotic American to fight for the country. My hat's off to you, man. I mean, honestly, you do a great job. We hear all kinds of good things about you constantly from uh, Mike Flynn, from General Flynn, and... Uh, I'm really impressed. I don't know how you, you, the energy you put into it is incredible. I know a little bit about special events. I used to do some big events years ago, music shows. Biggest event I ever did was 10,000 plus. 
Yeah, but but I know what it takes to put those events on in different venues. It's complicated. What can go wrong will go wrong. Uh, give us just a little bit of background on how you started those tours, Clay, because our listeners have never heard that story. Well, you know, um, I think a lot of listeners out there, we can all relate to this. We heard talks or grumblings about a lockdown looming, a lockdown coming to America, which is unconstitutional. Um, but it was being justified based upon these models that said the 2.2 million people might die from COVID. Uh, and so, um, you know, I looked into the models and I found out the models that said the 2.2 million people would die from COVID. They're false. I looked into the polymerase chain reaction test, those PCR tests that are supposed to tell you if you have COVID or not. The virus is so deadly, you have to get tested to see if you have it. And I discovered that the polymerase chain reaction tests were invented by a guy named Kerry Mullis. And he said that his tests could be misused to inflate the number of positive cases. And so the models are false. The PCR tests are false. And the treatments, I found on the NIH website, they listed hydroxychloroquine as an effective treatment for SARS-CoV-2. And I thought, that's interesting. Then I discovered that the system and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2015 by the Rothschilds. In 2015, the system and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2015. Everyone should look that up. Uh, the system and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2015. And uh, I discovered that the Fourth Industrial Revolution or the Great Reset was, in fact, the plan uh, being uh, talked about at, out loud by this guy, Klaus Schwab, for many, many years. And so uh, I told my wife, if they do a lockdown in Tulsa, I'll sue the mayor of Tulsa and uh, turn my building into a church. I'm not going to be a pastor, but I'll turn my building into a church and provide a house of worship where people, you know, pastors can come in and preach. And uh, uh, this guy to my right, Jordan, has been a longtime client of ours. He runs a machine shop. And so he kind of saw that whole thing happen. And uh, I've always been a researcher. That's what I do. I research things. And help. typically, you know, people pay me to help them grow their company. That's what I do. I'm a consultant, you know. And so typically how I derive an income for anybody out there that wants to know, I charge people $1,700 a month. So $1,700 per month to help them grow their company. And then I also own my own companies. And that's what I do. And I'm very good at it. And I have 160 clients that I work with. Um, and so you you come up with plans that work by doing research and really thinking through things. And so um, I sued the mayor of Tulsa, turned my building into a church. And at one of the events we did, uh, one of the, we might call it a rally or weekly uh, church service events we did, uh, General Flynn came to announce his endorsement of Pastor Jackson Lawmire to be a Senate candidate in Oklahoma. And uh, he, he looked at me we, after we talked for a while and after he'd seen me MC the event, he said, you're not really just an MC guy, are you? And I said, well, no, I, I used to have a company that we would do 4,000 events a year, uh, weddings and corporate events. It was called djconnection.com, one of the largest wedding and corporate entertainment companies in America. But I sold that, you know, over a decade ago. And he said, how do you know all this stuff? And I said, well, this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a researcher and, and uh, I just want to save the country. And he said, so you, you're a true believer, aren't you? And I said, well, yeah. And we started connecting and I just, I couldn't sleep. I felt this need to tell him what was on my heart. And I said, hey, I feel like God is telling me something and maybe you don't agree. So if you don't just rebuke me, it's fine. But I feel like God wants us to do an event where we share the truth about election fraud, medical fraud, religious fraud, monetary fraud, mainstream media fraud, but it gets people back to God. And then we should let people name their price so everybody can afford to go, like everybody. And he says, uh, without hesitation, Absolutely, but it has to happen with with we you know we have to we have to wake up the church. And I said exactly. And he says, "Well, who's going to pay for it?" I said, "I'll pay for it." He says, uh, "How are you going to make any money?" I said, "That's not." And he goes, "Okay, well." And so we did one, and I thought we would be done after the first one. We reached seven point one million people that streamed online. 
We had over 50,000 ticket requests, 5,000 people in attendance. That was two and a half years ago. Um, and now here we are on event, I think, 23, headed into Tulare, California on uh, December 15th and 16th. And all I can say is I never thought I'd be doing this. It's not really something I'd aspired to. I think there are a lot of people that uh, decided, Lance, they decided, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go uh, serve my country in the military. And that was a decision they made. I think some people have decided, hey, I'm going to serve my country as a doctor or as an ambulance driver or a firefighter or a police officer. They, they made that decision. I never really made that decision. I, I, it was something where I, I found myself just suing the mayor, turning my building to a church, and now here we are. So that's that's how it happened. You know, I think that in your case, it obviously was God-driven. Uh, obviously, I don't know that anything happens for ac by accident when it comes to when you have, actually have a true calling, right, where you've been led in a direction. I think in your case, it sounds like that's what happened. You right. sure have opened up a lot of people's eyes. I've heard nothing but positive things about your events over and over and over again. Uh, and, you know, it, and that's exactly what the country needs right now. You know, on our show, we're, we're nonpartisan because I believe that yep. D.C., the Republicans and Democrats, I believe it's one giant Utah party. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think we'd be fortunate out of the 535 if we could come up with 10 or 15 honest uh, yeah. congressional members or honest candidates within the, the well, uh, within government. You're 100 percent correct. And just to pile on with that. Um, Jordan, do you, were you, you came to the Oklahoma city event where they asked me to host the Trump watch party. Weren't you there? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty funny. So, uh, you know, I vote Republican cause you have to choose, you know, Republican or Democrat mm -hmm. and certain people when, uh, th this is the election of 2020, uh, it seems like forever ago. And, uh, there was a watch party. The Republican party was hosting in uh, Oklahoma and they asked me, would you host, would you MC the official watch party for the election for tr president Trump? And I said, yeah, I'll do it. And they go, really? Okay, great. Now, this is when mask mandates were still required, guys. You know, mask, mask mandates were still required. And uh, so I told my team, I said, guys, and you, you were there and your yeah. brother was there. Yeah. I called my staff and I said, hey, let's get there. They want me to be set up, sound, lights, equipment by, by like 6 p.m. We're going to start at 6 p.m. for this dinner. So let's get there at like noon. You, do you remember this? Yes. So we got there at noon and I said, no one bring a mask. No one wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. We don't wear a mask. We're not going to wear a mask. And so these senators, congressmen, who I've known for years, a lot of them, they show up and they're like, Clay, what's up, man? How are you? You know, the basketball high five handshake. What's up, dude? How are you? This is congressmen, senators, but they're not on mic. They're not on camera. What's up, man? How are you? And they go, hey, is this like a mask? I mean, is, are the mask mandates? I thought the mask mandates were still going on. I said, no, they got lifted. <laughs> And they go, they got lifted. I said, they got lifted. They say, I love it. oh, it's amazing. Who lifts? I said, I don't know. I just heard they got lifted. So I'm I'm not, I mean, I haven't worn a mask. They go, I know you wouldn't ever wear a mask anyway, but you know, on camera, bro, I got to wear a mask. And I said, I know you didn't go. So on camera, you know how it is, but on camera. And I said, I know, I know. I'm not wearing a mask. They go, they got lifted. So I'm not kidding. So you remember this. Yeah. So everyone's walking in and everyone previously was wearing a mask. So one by one, these congressmen and the senators are like, this is mask free. It's amazing. So then when the, <laughs> the news shows up, channel eight reporting, channel two, channel six, th these congressmen are like, hey, bro. You said that it was the mask mandate got lifted. I said, I did. I declared the mask mandate got lifted. And they go, oh. So then they're like putting their mask back on because they all thought the COVID mask mandates were crap. But they're all sponsored, by and large, by Big Pharma. You see, you see that as the problem. So Big Pharma 
says you need to wear a mask, and because they're not up to the task of doing what is right, they're doing up to the task of what pays them. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. So I don't think you saw any of those guys, but they put their mask on on camera. It's the craziest thing ever. I, I love I love the memes where they uh, they 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 make the uh, senators and congressmen's jackets look like NASCAR hoods. They've got all the sponsors and all the payoffs. At the end of the day, we, we you know, let's face it, so many of them bought Pfizer stock, bought Moderna stock. Right. They got ahead of it on the insider mm -hmm. action when they knew that these orders were going to be placed for the, the jab. At the yeah. end of the day, I'm not a big fan of uh, the way they're operating D.C. I think it's all talk, all show and no go. We saw it most recently with McCarthy. I mean, yeah, you got to be Do we have a speaker to house yet? <laughs> you know, hey, I'll say this. I was having a conversation. I'm not going to mention the names because my life has somehow gotten to a place where I'm, I'm on the phone with people that are, in my opinion, um, in a different maybe weight class than what I'm used to. But I'm on the phone with, you know, people kind of leaders of the sure. today. Um, you know, a lot of them are on political persecution, but they were saying, well, Clay, you know, if, if uh, we get back in the the White House, you know, we'd like you to maybe help us with this or that or whatever. And I said, I'd be happy to do it. And uh, I was just talking to one of them offline. I said, here's the deal, though, man. I, I, I don't do dinners, period. I don't do dinners. No, 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 not going to the Palms, D.C., no fancy dinner, period. Like, I don't – my wife and I, and we have five kids, and I love my wife, but I am not going to fancy uh, Republican dinners. I don't do the BS. I, I don't do – I reject it in my life. I don't have time for that stuff, you know. But this person goes – you know that's pretty much all they do in D.C., right? Like every night there's a formal dinner that we're honored to, to invite you. You're cordially invited. And then they started telling me they're going to send you a postcard asking you chicken or beef. As soon as you get up in D.C., chicken or beef, you're cordially invited. We're honored. I can help honored. you out with that, Clark. Just tell so them I, just tell said, them I don't do nothing after 7 o'clock. That's it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that was like Easy. the whole thing. And and the guy I was talking to, he's like, I know that's that. I mean, is this this conversation? Because the people that are rolling with Trump right now, the people that are around mm -hmm. Trump, these people are serious about saving the country. We've got no time to go out for a celebratory dinner. I mean, if we're going to turn this country around, everyone's got to roll up their sleeves and get serious. And and so middle class America is aware of it. Middle America is aware of it. Lower class America is aware of this. Upper middle class is aware of it. The only people that are detached from the economic reality would be D.C. So I, I can just say this. The people that are rolling with Trump right now are ready to roll up their sleeves and do what they need to do. And the conversation today, just to kind of encourage your listeners, is these people close to President Trump are going, hey, we don't have time for dinners and celebratory things. We got to get to work. And I, I really hope that America can rally behind President Donald J. Trump, especially amidst these gag orders, because they're trying to silence him because they want to silence the voice of the American people. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And honestly, I think people at this point are offended by the way D.C. operates. Dinners, uh, wasting our money, right. uh, Ukraine. Look what they're doing with the money. It, it, it's, it, it, these are fun tickets. They don't even consider the fact of what they're doing long term. I was watching Charlie Munger talk about inflation, and he was comparing it to the Roman Empire and the inflation they had dealt with and the decisions they had made that had actually taken the Roman Empire and drove it into the ground. At the end of the day, we're doing the same sort of things, multi-front war. I mean, we start off with you Ukraine, which was a, is st still is a complete uh, grift as far as I'm concerned. And then here we are with the Israel-Palestine situation. And to be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm tired. And I know many of our listeners are. And George, we talked about this yesterday. I'm tired of us being the world's police force. I'm tired of us being the ones that always reach into our pockets and push the country further into debt. George, this match.
matches exactly what we were talking about and how DC is so out of touch with yeah. what the people really want. I want action. I want accountability. I want consequences for behavior. Well, you're, what you're saying is super smart. I'm just going to give Jordan an example here. Um, Jordan, when you go to your website, it's uh, Grid Down Chow Down. You sell meat. Yes. Okay, so if you go to Grid Down Chow Down, he sells dehydrated meat, or not dehydrated, but uh, freeze-dried meat, you know, so it's like in the gotcha. event of a lockdown or supply chain gotcha. collapse. That's what they do. And I use it as an example. When you sell the meat, yeah, don't you have to sell the meat for more than it costs you to make the meat? Yeah, just a little bit. But think about this. <laughs> I mean, just be real. We we haven't colluded. None of us have had this conversation offline. All four of us, we had, you know, we've already, we, we've never gone, hey, when I ask you this question, you say this. Because we know you have to sell it for more than you spent, right? Yeah. And you don't feel bad about that. No. Now, think about this. Nobody, there is nobody in Congress or the Senate who goes, um, excuse me, I would like to put my hand up here real quick here. Yeah, our good friend from uh, Utah, Senator, what's your name? Okay. Yeah, I want to know, uh, how are we going to pay for that if we don't have enough money? I mean, if we're bringing, if we're spending more than we're bringing in, how are we going to do that? Nobody's having that conversation. Nobody. And they're just going, well, let's print more. So what's happening now, just to be very clear, is Joe Biden was the keynote speaker at the World Economic Forum in 2016. Joe Biden was the keynote speaker at the World Economic Forum in 2016, where he's talking about mastering the fourth industrial revolution. Now, I want to just let people in on this. This just in. BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, the BRICS 11, those countries are now teaming up together. They've been doing it the last 16 years, by the way. This is not mm -hmm. news. They've been hoarding the Earth's gold in preparation to what they call de-dollarize. So the New Development Bank, everyone should look it up. The New Development Bank, has, it was built physically. It's a physically, it's a very large tower in Shanghai, China. The New Development Bank has been physically built. The infrastructure has been built out to introduce a new gold-backed programmable central bank digital currency, a programmable central bank digital currency based in Shanghai, China. And how do they get us to accept these central bank digital currencies, the universal basic income? Some of your listeners are going, the Congress is going to stop that. No, no, no. It's called, this is big, Executive Order 14067, Executive Order 14067. Joe Biden signed it, Executive Order 14067. And now JP Morgan and Citibank are tokenizing your money. So with, well, I thought they're not going to do CBDCs. No, no, they're going to do this thing called FedNow, Executive Order 14067. And they're going to tokenize your money, meaning your money could be programmed to expire and to be only allowed to use to be used for things that the government deems necessary. So if you went to griddownchowdown.com, which is a site to prep, they would go, uh, hard pass. Your money cannot be used for that. Or if you went to timetofreeamerica.com, you wanted to get a ticket for a reawakened tour, they would say, hard pass. Your money can't be used for that. So how does that going to work? Let me just give you an example. Uh, the other day I was pumping gas because I was driving back from the reawakened tour in, uh, to, in uh, Miami, Florida, just left yesterday, actually. We drove 23 hours back. And when you pull up to the pump, they make you put in your zip code. They say, what's your zip code? I say, my zip code, 74037. And then I can swipe my card, pump my gas. Um, what you would happen is if you went to swipe your card to buy your gas, that your your access would be denied if you would already hit, hit your allotment of natural gas for the month or natural resources or fossil mm -hmm. fuel. You just couldn't buy things. So that's what they're doing. <laughs> And the whole road, the whole goal is to get us into universal basic income, UBI, universal. Or basic in your case, the social credit store would stop you from using your card, as in our case and many other actually patriotic Americans, because they're going to use the, so, the social credit score as part of this. It's all part of it. Even now, you look at what BRICS is doing. You look right. at some of the, uh, the the narrative, the publicity that's been brought out about BRICS when it comes to their position on Israel. We already see them stepping back from Israel and taking a position 
opposite of where Israel is right now. And the point is, and whether I agree with that or not, that's not really the point. The point is this. BRICS is going to remove the U.S. dollar as the petrodollar. And the day that happens, we're talking about a serious consequence for our economy. Yeah, that will immediately have an impact. It's a religious event. It's what's going to happen. It's going to be a religious event. I mean, it's going to be like a what? So let's just be clear. Let's talk about this for a second. Okay, the Bible, someone says, I don't, I don't like the Bible. Okay, but just go with me. The Bible tells us that God will curse, okay, those that don't stand with his people. And someone says, where does it say that? Oh, that's a great point. God will curse the, the countries that don't stand with its people. This is a big thing for people to know because a lot of folks don't read the Bible and there's somewhat of a biblical ignorance to this. But the God, God in the Bible tells us very clearly that we are to stand with God's people. Now, somebody could argue about whether that be uh, people that chose God or that's Israel. I believe that to be Israel, but whatever. All I'm saying is in Israel right now, Israel represents a beacon of hope, a beacon of freedom, a, a desire to uh, follow uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So that's why there's freedom in Israel. If you look at the beach uh, in Israel and you look at the beach in uh, Gaza, the beach looks very different, you know, because one beach is free and one's not. And in America, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Okay, so that's that's in, so in America we have freedom. But what's happening is the countries that are getting into a, a key position, they don't like, um, they don't like God. So Iran, okay, is now a, a part of BRICS. Okay, so Brazil, mm -hmm. Russia, R India. China, China, not a big fan of freedom. Okay, they're in the lead position. Iran is now part of BRICS. These countries are seeking to silence the voice of freedom. So regardless of where people stand on these two different situations, that's what people understand. The beacon of hope and freedom in the Middle East is Israel, is, is Israel and the, the beacon of freedom and hope in the rest of the world is America. And they seek to extinguish those two voices by muting our ability to purchase things. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that take. George, um, I know you have a comment. I can uh, see I, you're sitting there. I do. So I'm going to respectfully disagree on a point where you, where you say Israel is a beacon of freedom because it's not because their citizens there are still um, considered like second class citizens in a way because they don't get all the full benefits of Israeli Jewish citizens. So that's well, hundred. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, well, you're um, if you have done um, the research into Israel that extends exceeds what I have done, then I, you know, but I'll just tell you what I, what my, my belief system on Israel is this, is I, I have um, friends that live there. You know, I have friends that go there often and uh, that's, those are facts that I can say. I have also, I also live in America and I go here often. So that's where I'm going to, I'm going to go with those two. And you know, what you're seeing in um, let's say, uh, I don't know, Lebanon. Uh, let's go with Iran, Lebanon, Syria, these sorts of places, there's a level of oppression there that is uh, next level. And some of the freedoms they have, and let's go with uh, Tel Aviv as an example. Tel Aviv, I can't think of a group of, of a place where lascivious, godless behavior is allowed to happen at scale more than, let's say, San Francisco and Tel Aviv. And well, so you got Yuval Noah Harari, this guy right here. Yuval Noah Harari, he's praised by Obama, Zuckerberg, Gates, MIT, Stanford, Harvard. And this guy is Israeli by birth. You know, he's from the area. And he's out there praising San Francisco and Tel Aviv because they're cultures that allow people to do as thou wilt. That's kind of his worldview here. And all I could say is um, – that level of, of freedom, you don't see that in a lot of places. And maybe you know of other places where you see 
freedom that exceeds that or equal to that. All I can say is that there's a concerted effort right now to to uh, silence uh, countries that the people, by and large, side with God. Well, Slash the Bible. So I'm going to go back over about Israel. So if you take um, the area of Haifa, so you have— And George, let me say this. George has family in Israel just no, that's as a great. Comment. I have family. Yeah. I have friends. I have um, a member that's on the Supreme Court. So— in Israel, you have the Jewish people, you have the Christian Arabs, the Muslim Arabs, you have the Jew Arabs. They all live in there in harmony. They're family. They walk in each other's houses. They all get along great. You take Lebanon. Lebanon was a be- was a beautiful country until more of the terrorists, Hezbollah, took over and they ruined it. When Syria came, they just ruined it. They ruined Syria too. They were all beautiful countries, but I'm going to say the terrorists, um, they're the ones that are ruining the countries over there. The people like in Palestine... All those people, like a lot of people, they're chanting there because they're out of fear. If they don't, the Hezbollah is going to kill them or Hamas is going to kill them. It's just like with Iran. A lot of Iranian people are actually love Americans, love America. But if they, you see what happens. If a lady has her, or doesn't have her head thing on right, they should, they get murdered. It's, it's, you know, they, they, a lot of those people live in fear. Right. I I would say this too. I just want to be very clear. This guy right here. Um, Yuval Noah Harari. Again, he's praised by Obama, Zuckerberg, Gates, MIT, Stanford, Harvard. I just want people to listen to what he says out loud because I- I'm not the one saying these things out loud. This is the top advisor for Klaus Schwab, okay? And yeah, I know who he is. I'm not a fan of either one of them, honestly. But I think they're you know, terrorists. Lance, one more thing. Israel forced all their citizens to get vaccinated. Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, that's not freedom. Yeah. So go ahead. You have a soundbite there, Clay. Let me play this real quick for you. This is yeah, please. So this is Yuval, and he's talking at what's called the Athens Democracy Forum, whatever that is. Okay, here we go. Over the world, I think maybe in a couple of decades, when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital, and if this is this was the moment when everything became monitored that we agreed to be surveyed all all the time, not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. Okay, so he's pushing surveillance under the skin. So to your point, (laughs) pushing the RNA, modifying nanotechnology shots. All all I'm saying is my my worldview is very, very biblical. So if you look it up in the Bible, Genesis chapter 12, okay? It says, now the Lord had said to, unto Abram, I'm just going to read this because I don't have the whole Bible memorized here. It says, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house and unto a land I will show thee. I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So I stand um, with the, the people um, of Israel, and I, I, I support them unapologetically. I also support the American people. That being said, I don't believe that the American leadership represents Americans. And so I see a lot mm-hmm. of people from other, I have clients who are in Canada and you know clients I work with all over the world, and they're like, I thought America was free. And again, I mean, you look at our leadership. I mean, what's Joe Biden talking about? I mean, you look at him. I mean, we got well. We, we had a based on the founders, we are supposed to be free. Based on the founding documents, let's yeah. face it, constitutionally, grand experiment. It was that was the intent. We're far from that now, for sure. I, I, I want to bring something up, George. Bring up Media One for Clay. 
these are my concerns. We know that just recently the Pentagon was infiltrated by Iran, and this is a list of U.S. senators and House of Representative members that have dual citizenship. Now, in general, I don't really care about dual citizenship, but my concern would be when you have dual citizenship, and I'm not pro, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I really do stand with Israel because I do think they stand for the right things generally. The bottom line is I'm not sure that the Palestinians should be treated the way they are, but I don't think the Palestinians should have done what they did just recently. But I'm not positive that as, as far as I'm concerned, my congressional representatives or people that are in uh, the, the executive branch should have dual citizenship. I don't think they should have dual citizenship with any country. I don't think we should fly the Ukraine flag inside of Congress and they should wear Ukraine flag pins. There's so many things that make me question, uh, you know, and, and this is a fight of good versus evil. I agree with you 100%. My concern is, can politicians have this kind of allegiance or loyalty to other governments and still be America first, pro-America, that put our needs of our people first? Is that even possible, Clay? Well, okay, Jordan, now, Jordan, you're sitting there quietly. I'm going to put you under the pressure here. As soon as well, Clay responds, yeah. you're in next. Well, I'm just saying this is like, I'm again, I'm, I'm a biblical guy. Okay. So when I see like, uh, Central bank digital currency. I'm not. I'm not dodging your question. I just want to get to this. But I see central yeah. bank digital currencies being rolled out. Okay, the yeah. name of the technology that powers CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies. Yep. Everyone needs to look it up. It's Quant.network. Quant.network. Mm -hmm. And the CEO that no one ever talks about of that company, his name is Gilbert Verdian. And Gilbert Verdian says, finally, the world gets to experience non-binary money. Like it's a good thing. Non-binary money. Like it's a good thing. But he says money that can be programmed. Okay. So non-binary money, not good. We're also talking about non-binary genders, aren't we, right now, where people like I can't determine what gender they are. <laughs> anyway, Satan is the author of confusion, okay? So the, you hear this discussion. Klaus Schwab always talks about public-private partnerships, okay? What is it? Is it public? Is it private? What is it? It's a non-binary, very confusing thing. That's why the Reawaken America Tour, it's so hard to, for us to find venues because these venues will say, well, we own our church, but we are in a public-private partnership with yada yada venue. Therefore, we can't decide who attends our church or speaks at our church or what venue, well, who we can rent our church to, our facility, because we technically don't own the church because it's a public-private partnership. You see that kind of thing. It's just a bizarre hotels wow. will say, we're a private hotel, but it's a public-private partnership with the local stadium, so we can't technically decide who uses it. What am I saying? I'm just saying is there's this confusion here. So now you have these people that are dual citizens. They go, well, you know, I'm, my allegiance is with this and with that. And you go, what did you say, Obama? Hey, well, my my allegiance is with this and with that. But Obama, what did you say? Please speak straightly, sir. What do you say? Or Obama, you know, so you start to deal with this where Obama starts to talk about how he's a Christian, Obama. But if you remember that when he ran for office, he said Jeremiah Wright is his pastor. But yet yeah. Jeremiah Wright was openly damning America from the pulpit. I mean, Jeremiah Wright, what? So Obama says, I clearly stand with the church, but yet his pastor is damning America. Or he says, I clearly stand for America, but yet he runs around apologizing for America and wants to make us a globalist country. So all I can say is I would love to see people in office that are like you guys, we might not agree on every single subject, but people that are saying, I want to get back to the constitutional republic. And I want to follow the constitutional principles that made this republic great. And so another example, Rashid Batar, may he rest in peace, a friend of mine back in the day. He's a, a Muslim doctor. May he rest in peace. And Rashid wanted to follow the Constitution. He served in the military. Crazy idea. 
And we would disagree all the time about heaven and hell and how it all works and stuff. But at the end of the day, we agreed that the Constitution provided him the freedom to express his Muslim faith and for me to express my Christian faith. And as long as neither one of us are trying to kill each other, that's fine. But this idea of people say, well, I don't necessarily abide by the Constitution. I believe in the superiority of the international health regulations imposed upon us by the <laughs> World Health Organization. And I believe in the importance of a, a measured approach to acknowledging the World Health Organization, which is controlled by Bill Gates in China. And I recommend that we also recognize the importance of the United Nations, which is controlled by that kind of jackassery. you got to have an America first mindset. And I thought that was one thing that President Trump did very well was focusing on America first. Yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely. At the end of the day, that's what they do, right? It's word salad. They do it intentionally to confuse us. They do it intentionally. I mean, they all allegedly were supposed to take an oath to uphold the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And that's not what's going on. There's a, there's a story circulating. There's a Todd Callender, Lisa McPhee. I don't know if you know him. They're doing a bunch of research into the fact that many of our politicians in D.C. and many of the uh, politicians running our agencies, and I call them politicians, even though they were obviously hired to do the job, their oaths aren't even effective. They have defective oaths on file and their oaths aren't signed. And the question is, why would they do that? It's a pretty simple process. Is it intentional? My belief is that it is intentional. At the end of the day, when you have a government that has no accountability, there's no consequences for actions. There basically needs to be a fourth department of government that actually enforces accountability. Because at the end of the day, when you have a weaponized government that believes in rules for thee, not for me, and they only apply the law when they feel like the person needs to be targeted. Let's face it, tomorrow, Clay, Jordan gives you a tip to uh, buy a, a particular stock and you and, he, and he's the CEO of the company and you buy it. Well, guess what? Here comes the, the next SEC indictment. The truth of the matter is they're insider trading. They're doing book deals. They're taking dark money. The right. super PACs are out of control. The lobbyists are out of control. Yep. At the end of the day, this, the institution that we call a government isn't any of that. It's, it, to my opinion, they don't operate any differently uh, than, a, than an extremely sophisticated mob organization would. I mean, what they're doing at the border alone, we look at the infiltration in America. It's frightening, right? And the average person, I don't care whether it's a liberal or a conservative. The average person is worried about it. They're seeing the consequences. We've got transnational gangs on here. I've been talking to Ben Berkman, Michael Yan. I'm sure you're familiar with them. You know, they've got a bag of IDs. Ben's got a bag that's about this full, and it's got somewhere in the neighborhood of almost 90s countries' IDs in this. People are confused. They don't even realize. They talk about our border being protected, but yet we're being infiltrated by military-aged uh, in, you know, males from all over the world are right. coming in from the Middle East. They're coming in from China. Uh, right. We we outed a story. The the cartels are getting into gun manufacturing because they believe there's going to be more restrictive gun measures here in the U.S. And instead of north to south, they're planning on sending weapons south to north. Uh, you know, and, and George, we just got done. I mean, I look at Yellen. Here we are, right? Uh, th 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 and this reminds me of, of uh, you know, Germany. Uh, at the end of the day, here we are. It's like a multi-front war. We're going to do. We're going to support Ukraine. Uh, we're going to. We're going to go into Israel and Palestine. We're going to be involved in that. Yell and, and and Biden and Yellen both support a third. And George, why don't we throw up that video? I don't know if you caught this clay today. Here she is talking about that we can absolutely afford another war, but who's paying for it? At the end of the day, we're so far in debt, the debt's getting pumped Ready? into us, you know, nonstop. Yeah, go ahead, George, play that. It's crazy. What this all means 
Paul Tudor Jones, the famed investor, was on CNBC this week, and he said, this is the most threatening and challenging geopolitical environment that I've ever seen. At the same time, the U.S. is in its weakest fiscal position since World War II, with debt to GDP at 122 percent. Can, can America, can the West, afford another war at this time? I, I think the answer is absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And we also can and must support Ukraine in its struggle against Russia. And look, the American economy is doing extremely well. What this all means. Wow. Oh, is it, so what's going to happen when, <laughs> when China invades Taiwan? We're going to have to support them too? I mean, this I is, mean, this let's is face it. It's a much more important issue. The goal, the goal is, let's just be clear, again, the Great Reset, I go back to this. The goal is to completely destroy the value of the dollar on purpose mm -hmm. so that we have to accept a universal basic income brought to you by a universal, global-controlled central bank digital currency. It's an intentional destruction. So the math is designed to not work. And then they use a Luciferian, an emotional argument called secular humanism, where you are emotion is the ultimate... Um, when you have secular human, humanism, it just means this. It's feelings of the ultimate authority. So let me just give an example. Jordan, you ready to have a secular humanism yes. class here? Yeah. Okay. There's a book, by the way, called Rules for Radicals, written in 1971, dedicated to Lucifer about this. But let's do an example, okay? All right. I'm ready. Let's say that you were going to sell this marker to me, okay? Yeah. It's your store. Welcome yeah. to Jordan's store, okay? So I said, Jordan, I'd like to buy the marker. I know you got it priced at $2.50 right yes. now. Yeah. I want to pay $2 for it. Okay. I want to do it. That's what I want to do. Sell it to me for two dollars. I know it's two fifty, but I want to sell. Think about this and 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 the work and, and think about this. If this worked in the world of commerce, so I go into the store. You have a store. It's like an Office yeah. Depot. It's two fifty yeah. for the market. I say I want to pay two dollars for it. And you yeah. say, uh, "What do you want me to say?" I mean, just say what would you say if it's a <laughs> store and you have to make money? What would you say? I would say no. Right. I would say okay it's because you have to make money. Yeah. That's the point. You have you, you price it two fifty. You're making twenty percent margin. Okay. Yeah. And I go, I need you to sell it to me for two dollars. Yeah. And you would say, we're not in Mexico. But I'm still. No, but let's uh, continue this argument. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. So now I bring an emotion. I really want you to sell it to me for two dollars. It's for the kids. Yeah. It's for the kids. My kid <laughs> needs this. Don't you understand? Yeah. What would you say? I would say no. Right. But then the way that the secular humanist would say is that's mean. Yeah. You're a mean person. You put facts over feelings. Now, let's do it. No. Or, corner. Jordan, you're a white supremacist. Right. No, no, a no, violent, violent white supremacist. Violent. And I'm not okay. attacking any of your listeners out there that want to smoke pot. I'm just giving you an example of a real thing that happened, okay? So in Oklahoma, I grew up in Oklahoma. I was born in Oklahoma, born 1980. And in Oklahoma, Oklahoma was always your, your parents. Most people, they had two parents raising them in 1980. And your parents would say, don't smoke pot, don't do drugs, whatever. That was the thing. Now, in Oklahoma, starting about, uh, I would say about 10 years ago, mm -hmm. it was like, bro, don't you care about the kids? Even the commercials were like this. State of Oklahoma cares about kids. If you care about kids, vote for House Bill 273, whatever the number was, 273 through, legalize it. Legalize it. Don't criminalize it. And so I'm not kidding. <laughs> everybody, 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 everyone I know, except for a few people, they all voted for it, for it, for in favor of legalization of pot. Now... The people that I know who are my age, they're 42, I'm 42, a lot of my friends are 50, 45, whatever. All of them, all of the people that I know that voted for it, all of them, with, without exception, I guess there's one guy I can think of. And I'm talking about dozens of dudes my age. 
They all voted for it because it was going to help the kids. Yeah. It was going to help keep people out of jail. They all have told me separately. They're like, dude, that was the worst decision of my life. No, I'm not kidding. I got one, one guy, <laughs> one guy whose son hasn't left the house. He has no motivation. He's high all the time. Yeah. Got another guy whose son looks like a gay pirate. He's always running around. No, I'm serious. He looks like, I mean, he's living, he just lives to get high. A lot of my, a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends, their kids now are complete potheads. They can't get them. And they're, they're not smoking that stuff to deal with a medical issue. They're just doing it recreationally. And all of them are like, man, I can't believe that we are in favor of that. I don't know what we did. I don't know why we did that. I don't know what that was, but it was an emotional argument that that legalizing pot will somehow help the kids, help the schools. You've seen it. Yeah. How crazy. I mean, how, how many weed stores are there in Oklahoma now? Every block. Yeah. It, it's the same way here in Denver. They're on. Yeah. It seems like every time I turn around, there's a new one. I don't smoke weed. So I honestly, I would you know, know what I'm saying though. You saw the emotional argument that was made. Oh, 100%. They did it here. They did it here. They talked about the incarceration levels, uh-huh. and it's ridiculous that somebody's in jail for half right. an ounce or this and that. And and to be honest with you, I, I think all it's done is is legalize lots of criminality related to it besides the kids. You're talking about most of these operations. I know some of the guys here in Denver, and I don't know what they, if they've got it in New Jersey, but what? some of the guys that operate here in Denver, some of the big money is made from them selling it out the back door because there are states that aren't legal still. And let's face it, it's still selling for big numbers in those states. It's, so that's where the big money's made. It's legal here, both recreational and, and medical. Yeah. But my friend's got, um, he grows, he's got a big farm in Oklahoma. Sure. You know, uh, I got, I mean, um, another example, I mean, I've got a very good friend of mine. She's an attorney. She lives in Texas. She lives in Texas. And she, um, her whole mission, I wish I could mention her name or have her on your show at some point, but she's an attorney. Sure. And her whole mission was to teach women to not vote emotionally. Okay, mm. this is a real thing. And she was showing that in her particular part of Texas, which is traditionally conservative, two out of three women vote emotionally. I go, what do you mean? She goes, in our conservative town where the conservative women are, two out of three of them vote Democrat on most issues. And I go, what? She, and this is a woman who's an attorney. She said, women who will register as a Republican, they vote Democrat on most core issues. I said, what do you mean? She said, if you want to raise taxes, yes, they'll say yes every time. If, seriously, every time. If you want to make abortion more easily accessible because of some emotional commercial, they'll say yes two out of three times. If you any, any tax increase at all, and so this lady who's in the Dallas area, she said it's crazy, but she said she'll be talking to women offline in a public in a small group, and she'll go, "Did you vote for yes for that?" And she goes, "They all say yes, two out of three of them." Because it's an emotional argument. That's why the book was written in 1971. The book was written in 1971 called Rules for Radicals, and it's designed to teach people to make an emotional argument to justify nonsensical, non-logical thinking, godless thinking. That's why Janet Yellen can say, of course we can afford three wars. We can afford five wars. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just in America's attacking the world. We can afford nine worlds. We can afford even just doing math is mean for her. She doesn't do math. The economy's great. I mean, people are like, she's so nice. Because that's what I mean. Think about that lady. Who's the lady right now? Um, oh, come on. She's a member of the World Economic Forum. Jane Goodall. She's the agenda maker. Oh, I saw that. The World Economic I, Forum. I have to say, be honest, I was really bothered by that too. My name is Jane Goodall, and if I could make one wish uh, for the humanity, I would wish that people could reduce the Earth's population without causing harm. She wants to reduce the Earth's population. She wants to remove seven out of every eight people from the planet Earth. And people are like, 
She's so courageous. She's so courageous. What? I know. You know, lose depopulation. It's, again, it's the emotional argument. It's an emotional argument. And I just, it's so sad to see it, but the world now is capitulating with emotional arguments. It's well, wild. If you, if you look at the emotional argument, look at how they didn't want the wall. Um, Biden sold all the extra wall material. They didn't like it because of the, me from the messenger, not, not the message. It was who would it came from Trump. Now you look at everything and he was right. The wall they're putting in the wall. Right. It's a, I mean, it's they were always same right. thing. That, that, same that, thing that with the interest rates. Decision. But the same yeah. thing with the interest rates. The interest rates, Trump had them to zero. You know, they didn't like it because they didn't like Trump. That who who the messenger was. But now, now right. look how high the interest rates are, and they're all everybody's crying wolf. Right. Like, well, that's, that's okay because you don't have to worry about the interest rates and mortgages because BlackRock's buying up all the houses oh, that are available. So don't worry about that. Yeah. I mean, we're all set. The housing hey, market hey. is going to stay good because of BlackRock. I'll say this in closing. <laughs> Everybody who hasn't looked into BlackRock, this is important for people to know, okay? So BlackRock in 1999 created this thing called the Aladdin. Aladdin is one of the first AI technologies out there. Aladdin, the Aladdin that's owned by BlackRock, it is a financial AI. It's owned by, again, BlackRock. It was founded in 1999, and it has bought up now a majority controlling position in 88% of the S&P 500. So you look at State Street, Vanguard, mm. BlackRock. Right. It's all controlled by the Aladdin AI. And this will just blow someone's mind. Incredible. Okay? At the center of the United Nations, there is a what? Look it up, folks. In the prayer room, in the meditation room, there is a black rock. And in the center of where the Muslims gather to pray, there is a black rock. And the story of Aladdin, look it up. It's on the NIH website. Look it up today, folks. Don't believe me. Type in Aladdin, NIH, and then J-I-N. The story of Aladdin is a story about this uh, boy who is an orphan from China, and he discovers this 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 lamp that he can control he can control a a gin you know he can control it using this he could as if he gains power over this genie to continue he has control over it well the aladdin is a technology that now can gives control over the financial system to to, to certain folks and if anybody who hasn't looked this up i encourage you to do it so i'm gonna do it right now i'm gonna type in aladdin okay Gin NIH. I promise I'm going somewhere. So the NIH, this is on their website. It talks about how the the Aladdin Gin is a technology that um, it means that on the NIH website that if if somebody has a if they're, if they're demon possessed, they are a uh, in the, the 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 Islamic faith when somebody's demon possessed. They're basically controlled. It's it's called a jinn. When you're controlled, you're a jinn. Mm -hmm. So this idea that the BlackRock created an Aladdin um, AI technology that's been buying up the the tech, buying up the Earth's assets wasn't by mistake. This is an AI that is so powerful, and this thing's been rocking since 1999. I mean, this is some crazy stuff, guys. When you think about it, what that means for our country. We're talking about AI every day is buying up the Earth's ass assets at scale. At scale. It's crazy. It's crazy. Just a friend of mine is does national purchasing of houses that are distressed, you know, foreclosures, that sort of thing across the country. And if he can't get himself into a first position, BlackRock literally has individuals at every one of those auctions at every single county in the United States that are liquidating property. So as we know, that's what happens with foreclosures. They go to the county, they get liquidated for taxes or the banks liquidate them. 
Every one of those auctions in the United States, BlackRock has individuals there buying yes. up every single property unless the house has a tenant that they don't want to deal with, meaning that the tenant's still in there. But every other property, they buy every single one of them. I believe we're going to see some incredibly awful things happen with that because they're going to be controlling the majority of residential real estate in the United States. It's going to be wild. And I sent you in the link of the private chat because I can't make this up here, yeah. okay? Is on the NIH website. It says an Islamic concept that has entered into Western mythology is that of the jinn or genies, as in the story of Aladdin. However, according to the Islamic belief, jinn are real creatures that form a world other than that of mankind, capable of causing physical and mental harm to human beings. An example of such harm is possession. So I'm just saying, AI, the the BlackRock started an AI called Aladdin. That is possessing the economy. And while we sleep, it's doing micro trades, it's buying up assets. And it's it's a real thing. And it now controls 88%. I'm gonna repeat that 88% of the SP 500. Uh, Patrick Bet David and others have reported this 88% of that we That's know. That's incredible. Of. I've never heard Black that Fox, number Street, before. Street, Vanguard. It's 88%. Everybody go to rumble.com tonight. Just type it. I'm going to tell you specifically what to type in so you can assume that I'm making this up. I like to cite my sources. You just go to and type in 88% and then Thrive Time Show into the search bar on rumble.com. You'll find the video and then a better way to do it. I'm going to send you a link to it right now so that you can uh, share with your listeners if you want to. I'm going to share it with in private chat here. But Patrick met David. I mean, he's done the research on this as well. So you have an AI that's buying up these assets since 1999, okay? And in the center of the United Nations, so people need to understand this, in the center of the United Nations uh, meditation room, you might not believe in this, but they do, there is a black rock. And in the center of the Muslim Islamic faith, there is a black rock, okay? This is their, their plan. This is what they're trying to do. They're moving us into an AI dystopian world where you and I will not be able to hear or have our voices heard because they're going to roll out a piece of legislation. Everyone can look it up right now. Assume I'm crazy. Look up HR 666. Everybody look it up. HR 666. Just type, go to Google, type in HR 666. This is the legislation that would introduce what we would call um, thought crime. All right, HR six six six. This is thought crime. So this is where um, you Inter interesting choice of numbers, don't you think? Isn't it? Yeah, and then so you just have to look at there's HR six six six, and then there's HR six 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 six. So, but this particular uh, the legislation is HR six 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 and HR six 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 six. This legislation was crafted and designed to roll out what we would call thought crimes. So, if you and I, um, let's say that we um, thought something that goes against the narrative our ability to buy or sell can be turned off. And that seems pretty crazy for people. So I'm going to challenge everyone to look this up. MIT created this thing called the quantum dot. Okay. And the quantum dot is a technology that stores your medical and financial records under your skin. Look it up folks. MIT quantum dot. MIT also developed what's called the CBDC, the central bank digital currency. MIT developed the CBDC. Look it up. MIT CBDC and MIT quantum dot. The name of the technology that powers the CBDC is called quant dot network. And um, this whole technology was funded by Jeffrey Epstein, who's the world's most prolific uh, pedophile, who put a temple on his island to pray to Satan, and, and uh, Bill Gates, who has a spiritual advisor by the name of Marina Abramovich. So two Satanists funded the creation of the technology that could be the mark of the beast. So how does it work? It's called the social credit score system. So it goes under your skin, okay? And it's a biosensor, stores your medical and financial records. So if I have, if I move out of my zone physically, so imagine like a GPS in your body. If I move out of my zone physically, I can't buy or sell. 
If I move too rapidly, I can't buy or sell. If I say something, this is surveillance under the skin. We're talking about all those cameras. People are thinking, man, when COVID, when the lockdowns happened, a lot of 5G towers went up. Yeah, because the Earth is now blanketed in 30,000 low-orbit satellites that emit 5G. 5 is penta, G is gram. And this is a real thing. And so now the Earth is now covered with this technology. And if you go to Geneva, Switzerland, people should look this up. Assume I'm so crazy. Go to Geneva, Switzerland. Look it up, folks. In Geneva, Switzerland, you have the World Economic Forum. Their logo is 666. You have CERN. Their logo is 666. CERN, the world's largest supercomputer, is powered by the Google quantum computer, and the Google logo is now 666. And it's all based in Geneva, Switzerland, which if you open your Bible to Revelation 9-11, it tells you that Satan lives where the former temple of Apollo is. And the former temple of Apollo is in Geneva, Switzerland. Look it up, folks. So this is real stuff, and everyone just needs to understand this is biblical stuff. They're trying to roll out the Mark of the Beast technology, and it's getting crazy. And I just encourage everybody today is my call to action. I've got three for you, but three for you in closing here. One, I love that you guys challenged me on some of the things I said today. So one is everybody, everybody, assume everything I said is crazy. And I encourage you to go to time to freeamerica.com. I try to cite all my sources right there at time to freeamerica.com. Second is come join us at the Reawaken America Tour in Tulare, California. That's December 15th and 16th. It's 30 miles outside of Fresno. It is it is a real place. That's Tulare, California. And third is if you go to timetofreeamerica.com forward slash BRICS, you can learn in their own words. I mean, you've all know a Harari, a Klaus Schwab. They're stating out loud their plans to roll out this programmable central bank digital currency. And make sure you stock up on, on food. Make sure you stock up on precious metals. Because I believe you're going to see an intentional de-dollarization and an intentional supply chain collapse. And that's why I'm so glad Jordan was here. And uh, again, his company is uh, griddownchowdown.com, griddownchowdown.com. All right, Clay. Honestly, thank you so very much for coming to the show. I think that was a great wrap-up at the end. And people have to take action. They can't yeah. wait for somebody else to do it for them. They have to take action independently. Uh, you know, I, I, and I, we just had uh, General Flynn on, and he was promoting his book, 5G, and the new AI book. And I told people, it, it's crucial that you buy those books so you really understand that the stuff Clay is talking about here, this is reality. He's connected the dots on many topics, but he also brought the receipts, and he showed you and told you where to go look this up. This isn't some, uh, you know, the, everybody likes to go, oh, it's conspiracy, it's conspiracy. It's not conspiracy. This is actual fact supported by things that are going on around the globe i'm extremely concerned i know that my daughter isn't paying close enough attention george thoughts on this as we wrap up clay's interview um just want to let everybody know that we're we're going to be coming right back after the commercial break but clay um it was a pleasure and honor having you i just want to be known as a guy that kept clay clark till seven past seven thirty on air i know and i, was, <laughs> I want to say thank you for challenging me on what i said though because i think what happens is a lot of listeners are uh, in your shoes right now and they're saying you know some of this stuff makes sense some of the stuff doesn't but the worst yeah. thing we can do is blindly accept what somebody says just because they're on a radio show or a talk show or maybe they're famous or whatever the whatever the reason is i think we've been blindly trusting experts off a cliff so i appreciate you challenging what i said so i really do appreciate absolutely that. we ought to be able to have um intelligent respectful conversation respect each other's opinions and that's it. It should be that simple, but a lot of people can't handle that. I mean, we're, we're all humans. I'm wrong at times. It is what it is. But at least you what? learn and grow from it. 
That's we're a, not all going to agree all the time, but we I'm, are going to take the line to fight so that you have the opportunity to have your opinion and your beliefs. That's the whole idea behind this, right? Yeah. We have to unify behind that message. That's what matters. I just hope Miss, I just hope Miss Clark is not mad at me for keeping uh, Clay. Probably is, but we're going to head back to her. Thank you so much, brother. Take hey, man, stay, thanks, stay there for a second, Clay, while Jordan, we go to commercial. Thank you. We'll be right back, guys. Here at Sea of Mud, we make apparel that speaks for you. We're American-made with locally sourced manufacturing that works as hard as you do. Some of our threads aren't for the faint of heart. We make sure of it. From the ashes of the Alamo to the victory that is now Texas, Sea of Mud is America's rural country personified. It's a one-stop shop for American culture. Our threads are bound to make a statement that is bold as the American spirit. criminals too. Today everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you, sold to the highest bidder, or just outright stolen. Even worse, the coming AI state, artificial intelligence, is now watching you like never before. Without privacy, you have no freedom. Every patriot, Every American citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people, not the other way around. So the time to act is now. Reclaim your right to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results, backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. You have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever. Wow, it's so soft and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that? Well, we took my pillow's patented bill and combine it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented my pillow to bring you the best pillow in history, my pillow 2.0. Because of all of you, my pillow 2.0 has been a huge success. And now we're bringing you our best-selling go anywhere my pillows with the same temperature regulating technology. Made with my patented adjustable fill and brand new cooling fabric, they're truly the next generation of MyPillow. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save over 60% on our MyPillow 2.0 four-pack special. You'll get two MyPillows and two go-anywhere MyPillows 
Regular $259.92, now only $99.98. King size, just $10 more. This is a limited time offer, so please order now. Welcome back to the Big Mig here with Lance Miyacho, the guy on my uh, right, and yours truly, G. So um, first of all, we want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Sea of Mud, who's been working diligently to get stuff, our stuff, everybody's stuff on the line for you. He actually just changed the format of the pro. Um, the coupon code, so there's no confusion. So you get 15% off with any CF Mud materials. If you use the Big Mig, just put all caps. Make it easy. All right? The Big Mig, 15% off coupon on CF uh, Mud Apparel. 15% off. Got it? So don't forget to hit the likes, to share. Follow us on Rumble. Share us on Rumble. Locals. On Twitter, you got Lance Miliaccio, mine is G Ballantine, they're racist against uh, too many letters. And then you have the Big <laughs> Mig Show account. True Social, you got Lance Miliaccio, George Ballantine, you got Richard Sparrow, who is my uh, my personal assistant. He's a sergeant arms, the Big Mig Mafia. Your friend, Lance's friend, he's our friend, you get it? So He's a friend of ours. Uh, I'm going to go over a couple of things. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night we have a show, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. We have... Jamison Ellis from Texas, who's primarying Dan, the one-eyed Rhino Crenshaw. Uh, he's coming please. on the show. He's gonna, you're gonna see what he's about. <laughs> so anybody from Texas, I need you to watch this show because we got a lot of things coming. So make sure you hear tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Lastly, I want to thank our streaming software Wirecast. So for the past, I don't even know, Lance, what is it, like three months, four months now? Yeah, it's been about three months now. We've, we've been, we weren't allowed to say, it, but we've been better testing. Um, a software for them for streaming where included more um, including a new way of bringing in like integrating zoom into wirecast and also with a lot of other features which i was i'm happy to say i took part in of suggesting new different features and they were very well open they actually added them so big shout out to the wirecast for making this happen that um it just went live today and available for anybody um who wants to get this um, new update from wirecast it's wire it's uh, update 16.0 and it's with all these new integrations in it, especially bringing in um, outside um, um, Zoom. Zoom or even other other ones too, but Zoom it's primarily. Amazing. It works. Let me just say this, guys. George did an – I want to say this. I'm going to stop him, even though I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to stop him for a minute. He did an incredible job working with Wirecast and uh, you know helping them completely get the interface, the Zoom interface. We were so excited when they told us about it, but I got to say that George – really took a hand in getting it. So for you podcasters out there, you video cast people, you're going to really want to look at that because prior to this, you had Rendezvous and a lot of people weren't thrilled with Rendezvous, but now you can use Zoom to integrate it and it integrates seamlessly into Wirecast. Can't, you can't do much better than that. And I want to say, George, great job on your part because I Thank heard you. you working away on it many times. Thank so. you. So also, I want to shout out to, um, I'm going to call it Telestream and Wirecast Support. I mean, they, if there was something I emailed, they were, they answered back probably within five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And if there was a glitch, they'd come back with an update within a few hours. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was astronomically fast. So big shout out to um, the last guy I've been working with is Anthony. Um, he, he's been on it. Um, all the guys have been on it. So I appreciate you guys, Wirecast. 
keep going, doing what you're doing, and we're always here to help and work with you. I'm sure yeah, there's going to be more features and We're tests. staying with Wirecast from here on yeah. out, and we're going to be using Zoom and Restream. That's so, our model, and we're sticking with it. And you guys have done a great job. And, George, the integrations you did have made it much easier for us to use the Wirecast yeah. studio. So, Wirecast, you know. now you can't leave. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So, you guys are stuck with us. Yeah, you're stuck with us. <laughs> All right, so now back to our regular show. All right, so we got, listen, you guys hear what Biden's going on, Lance. I don't... Here's Biden. He's like he's he's running. He says he's running again because he wants to achieve world peace. You mm. <laughs> listen to this one. This is freaking hysterical. Unite the Middle East mm. and Europe and put this is the kicker here and put Putin in his place to stop causing trouble. Number oh one. Gosh. Number one. Putin's been doing his stuff for how long and he hasn't done nothing to stop Putin. If it was Trump, Putin wouldn't even dare think about it. it wouldn't even be a thought in his mind. Achieve peace in the Middle East. Unite them. Trump united the Middle East. Biden comes into office and is torn apart. We got wars. Now they want to send some of our, more of our troops there? For what? Put our boys and girls in harm's way? Because of that BS? Because of... Why, Lance? Who wants money? The guys making the guns, the planes, and all that stuff. It's all the military. It's the military industrial complex that is making money off all these moves. And let's face it, Biden is making money off of all these moves. I believe that he's participated in the Ukraine money laundering operation. I'm not sure this is going to be any different. I wish that what he was saying here was achievable. But let's face it. The world does not respect this administration, and that's the that's the, the conservatives, that's the Democrats, and that's the Republicans they don't respect. They absolutely don't respect Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. Talking about Putin like this they respect, is a joke. They respect Putin, Kamala Harris when she's on her knees, Lance. Yeah, well, they might respect her then, but here's the deal. Putin's a man's man. The reason that Donald Trump commanded respect, the reason the world respected Donald Trump past the scope of just being the president because he was successful in his entire life. He was successful in business. He came into politics, and I believe he was chosen to come into politics, and we know a lot about that, that we believe he was approached by a group to come in and try to save the country from the deep state. At the end of the day, Putin's been fighting the deep state from the very beginning. He's one of the few countries that threw out the Federal Reserve Bank. I believe that BRICS has been all part of that plan. There's no way Biden can unite the Middle East because nobody respects him and they're not really going to listen to him. Yeah, of course. Of course, if he's giving them money when he gives Hamas money or he gives mm. uh, the Taliban $100 billion in weapons, sure, they're big fans of Joe Biden. But that's not respect. That's <laughs> buying loyalty. I think Donald Trump had real global respect. You could see it when he went to events. It, you, you have to have, in, in the world of respect, you have to have that certain level, right? There has to be a certain amount of fear, but there has to, ha has to be a certain amount of people really appreciate and understand what you're trying to accomplish. And I think, look at it, Donald Trump was the only president in I don't know how many presidencies that walked in to North Korea, walked in. He just walked right over the border, and next thing you know, he was shaking hands. That's the kind of guy he is. If you saw him at the, the, any of the global conferences and you watched the way he reacted to people around him, he knew he didn't give Trudeau any respect because Trudeau doesn't deserve respect. But when he saw Putin, he smiled and shook his hand, and that's why Putin respects him in return. You have to have a certain amount of fear. They always say, what's, what's better, to be feared or to be respected? 
The truth of the matter is there's a combination of those two that have to be in place as a global yes, leader. So let's play this video, George. I got to see this because I didn't see it. You told me about it, and I'm disgusted just by you telling me what's in it. All right, so we're going to play the video, Lance, but after that, I got some memes to put up. A couple. We'll see. Are you sure that you want to run again? Yes, because I'm sure. Look, when I ran, I said the world's at an inflection point. The world's changing, but we have an opportunity to make it. So imagine if we were able to succeed in getting the Middle East put in place where we have normalization of relations. I think we can do that. Imagine what happens if we, in fact, unite all of Europe and Putin is finally put down where he cannot cause the kind of trouble he's been causing. We have enormous opportunities. Are you sure? He's got some nerve. I mean, he's gonna run. The only thing he's going to do is run to the bathroom to put on a new diaper. I mean, this is just ridiculous. This guy can't even walk up a flight of stairs. And he's talking about running again. The worst part is, I am sure at some point there's going to be a medical emergency or something else, and he's going to be moved out of place. And then here's going to come Newsom or Michelle, Mike, Big Mike Obama. It's going to be one of those two, and that's still my play on this. So far, my call on the Middle East, I got to say, I've been uh, Kreskin, David Copperfield. I said Lebanon was going to get involved. I said the Hezbollah was going to get involved. I said Syria was going to get involved. And they appear to be mobilizing and preparing forces. The Taliban appear to be preparing. I don't know if Iran's given permission to go through, but I got to tell you, George, uh, you know, Biden giving millions to Hamas-linked groups, despite being warned by the State Department assessment and how high risk that was, I mean, the, the, that, that indirect and unintentional benefit, the, the, the Gaza aid, I mean, some of that stuff is crazy, right? I mean, there were sanctions that were filed. He's lifted all those. And I've got to tell you, there's an amazing story that came out. I don't know if you caught this. Did you catch this, that the real numbers that he gave to Iran are more like $50 billion? It's Not $6 billion. Have you seen this story? I glanced through it. You, you're the one that found it, and I didn't have time, but I just see the number of $50 billion. We have $6 billion to 50. Where did that money come from? Okay, so listen to this. I know the $6 billion, $6 billion and, was held in account. I got yeah, that part and, of it. And i got to tell you, Glenn Beck took this story from somewhere else, and I can't remember where he got it from. I wish I had it in front of me right now, but maybe I have it here on the bottom. Hold on. I, mean, I want to make sure I give credit to whoever. Um, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, hang on a minute. I got it right here, I think. Yeah, this came from, uh, this came from uh, senior advisor of the Foundation for Defense of Democracies and former National Security Council official Richard Goldberg. He's the one that wrote this article, so he's obviously in the know, but listen to this. Listen to these numbers. I don't know why D.C. is covering this up. This is pretty incredible. But look, Biden let Iran access much more than the $6 billion. The $6 billion, and that's the money that's been on all the headlines they've been talking about, that was transferred from Qatar and is available. But Iraq is transferring an additional $10 billion, and that's on a rolling basis, meaning that they're getting money regularly into Iran on that $10 billion repayment. Now, they're going to have access to all of that. Then there's $7 billion in fiat currency by trading drawing, drawing rights with the International Monetary Fund. I mean, so, so now you've got the 6 and the 10, that's 16 plus another $7 billion. Then you've got uh, Japan is scheduled to transfer $3 billion to Tyran. I believe this is also from frozen funds from back when all the accounts were frozen around the world. Now, listen, the U.S. officials have also quietly acknowledged that they have uncapped Iranian oil exports to China. Now, 
That's if current production numbers I'm about to give you. Those export levels were previously held by the Trump administration to only 775,000 barrels a day. But now that the caps have been lifted to China, that puts it at, a, at potentially a minimum of 1.4 to 2.2 million barrels. So that's double or triple, and those are modest estimates. Some people are estimating that it could be at times four or five estimate in total relief. So that, at, the, at these conservative numbers, George, we're talking about 25 billion additional money for Iran annually. Now, I, you know, in itself, it doesn't seem like that big a deal if it wasn't who Iran is, right? We already know there's a major issue there. We already know about the relationship between Iran and Iraq. We already know that Iran is in communication with the Taliban. And here's the other thing. People are very unaware of this. They've been enriching uranium, and they built a deep underground nuclear weapons development facility that I understand can't even be reached by bunker busters. That's how deep it is in the ground. So now the D.C. Uniparty and the Biden administration have handed these guys $50 billion, billion to go to the biggest terrorist organization on the planet. So you've got the Pentagon emails, that story, you know about the corruption and how they have been deeply ingrained in the Pentagon, and you can see where this is going, right? Well-funded and access to the highest levels of our government, this is not, I mean, there's nothing good that can come from this. And I don't understand why we continue to get lied by by DC. And this is both sides of the aisle. Where are the Republican, where's the Republican outrage and them talking about this, George? I'm just like, here we are again. They should be screaming this from the rafters about what they're doing there. Yeah, I mean, listen, they should be screaming. They should be doing a lot of things, but they ain't doing it. I mean, it's just... We're at a standpoint. That's it. We're at a crossroads, Lance. Yeah. Crossroads. There is no left. There is no right. We just got to break the goddamn wall down and, and just pummel them. Drive through them. Right there. Drive. Driven. That's it. There's no left, right. Just go, boom, right over the wall. Crush them all. Because it's I sick. I don't disagree with you. I don't know how we fix it. Because when you've got a corruption at this level and you've got the lying, you know, I'm, I'm blown away by the press secretary and, Jan, and you know, Janet Yellen and these other ones. And they tell us, oh, inflation's fine. You don't have to worry about it. No, inflation's not fine. Every American, and I don't care what party you're connected to, they're all feeling it. Everybody's feeling it at the grocery store. They're feeling it at the gas pump. They're feeling it at any store they walk into. And like you commented on earlier, let me warn you guys. If George Ballantine is correct, and I believe he is because we've been getting this from some of our sources, I believe China is preparing to invade Taiwan. They've caught the U.S. at its weakest moment. We've depleted our military arsenal in Ukraine. We're probably going to send more to Israel. We're in a bad spot. And I believe they're going to invade Taiwan. And just to make it clear, you guys need to understand that Taiwan's not like Ukraine. And I hate to say it's not even like Israel or Palestine or any of the other issues going around globally. They produce 90% of the semiconductors. 90%. Yeah. You got to realize. Them here. I mean, actually, we should just make build a, make our own freaking but semiconductor factory. Can we get factor. ramped up in time? Because if China Probably invades not. Taiwan... We're going to lose access to those semiconductors if China chooses to do that. Now, do you guys realize what that means? That means TVs. That means cars. That means anything for your business, computers. Do you have any idea the impact that would do to inflation on pricing for the semiconductors that actually these companies are sitting on? The price would literally go through the roof. You wouldn't be able to afford anything. Hey, anything hey, that uses a semiconductor, Lance. a camera, 
or anything else. Yeah. So, Rackdoll just put a message in, in the thing. I didn't notice. Biden administration is being sued for the $500 million that they released to Iran a few years ago. They are in the discovery phase right now. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that either, but it just proves more uh, incompetency and intentional deceit by the Biden administration. I didn't even have that $500 million listed in here. Now, again, you add in the $100 billion of the weapons that they left in Afghanistan, and what we've done is we've given them the opportunity to access top-grade military armament. And the only thing stopping them before was money. Now money is not an issue, right? I mean, if they take the oil production to four times or five times what the numbers are, you're talking about an additional $35, $40 billion. And I'll be honest with you, with what's going on in the Middle East, I could see all the countries cutting production on natural gas and oil, and I could see that having an impact and raising prices at the pump, absolutely making them unobtainium. I mean, that's honestly the potential for where we're at economically. There's no joke. This is serious stuff. And yet we still have people posting on uh, X. Oh, Joe Biden, we're so lucky to have a president leading us so well. He does such an amazing job. I'm so disgusted. I literally want to slap all those people across their stupid faces. I know they're being paid to do it, but the stuff they're putting out about this administration is so destructive to the country. They're worried about getting paid. That money's going to mean nothing if this stuff happens, that's going to mean nothing if Taiwan gets invaded. It's going to mean nothing if the inflation continues to go the way it is. And I can tell you that story I said about BlackRock buying up all the residential properties, it's a major problem. It may be holding the prices of houses, even though right now with the mortgage rates, most mortgages are unobtainable for the average American. I mean, let's face it, these mortgage rates, we were looking at, you know, 2% uh, mortgages, 3% mortgages, and now we're looking at what, 8%, 8.5% for a 30-year fixed? Might be seven and a half. I didn't check the rates today, but it's ridiculous. No, people can't afford those kind of pay payments. So what are they doing? They're renting. So you see all these rental properties, again, owned by BlackRock, popping up all over the country. At the end of the day, this is this is a major, major problem, you know? George, give me the next story here that you pulled up. Uh, Lance, can I? Can we switch to a couple memes real quick? Is that all right? Oh, yeah, of course. Let's get all something right. positive. So I'm, I'm doom and gloom in here, man, because right, I'm so, really worried for the country. So this next meme... Is by Siberian Kitten. I'm gonna put it up. We're gonna go. We got three. The next two of We love our memers. This is by Siberian Kitten. She just like made it. that too on the fly while we're doing the show. I like it. Trump looking old gangster with his glasses. Looking. He is looking OG, but he looks like he's got my shades on. No, he doesn't. Those shades, shades are black. Yours are blue or yellow. That's not code yeah, it. You know, billionaire doesn't need it. Now this one is by the is by. Rat dog. I don't know if she put this out, but somehow it got in my hands. I don't know how, Lance. By the way, Lance, we, I want to thank Rat Dog for her donation today. Thank you, Rat Dog. We appreciate hey, you. Hey, thank you, Rat Dog. We always appreciate you. We always appreciate all the donations. We're continuing to try to grow our voice, and obviously, part of that plan is, uh, you know, new equipment and obviously hiring some people to assist George. He's the busiest man in show business. You ready for this so one, that's Lance? Our big picture. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna let you read it. You know, I don't know if I can see this. All right, I'll read it. My, Madam yeah, Vice President, what's the secret of your success? I can swallow something this big, and she got her hands out like shoulder width. I think that's true. Yep. Crawling her way to, on her knees to the top. Now, this next one, and I, and I pronounce his name wrong, and I do apologize. It's Rich Esparza. He's my uh, big, big friend, brother, Lance's brother. My personal assistant, 
He made, he sent me this one. I don't know, it was yesterday or today, but he probably doesn't even know because you tell me if, if this is an accurate description right here. I want to hear, I want to see the chat if this is accurate. Ready? Boom. You like that, Lance? Yeah, I do not like him. I didn't say you have to like him. I don't like him either. I am not a fan. He's definitely the king of queens, I think. I'm going to see, I'm waiting for the chat to get this. Should be funny. All right, so tell me about this Trump story. If that was it, was that your last meme? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, that's all Come we got. With this Trump story, George, what do you got here? Another gag uh, order. It looks like so, for federal so, Trump, for old Donald Trump. All right, yeah, and I and I have a solution too. So we have this this uh, the DC judge now. She partially gagged uh, Donald Trump in the federal election case. Her name is uh, Tanya Chucklin. Chucklin? I don't even know. She imposed a limited gag order on. Former President Donald Trump on Monday. Listen to this, Lance. She's stopping him from making some public statements involving parties in the federal case against him for trying to overturn the 2020 election. After prosecutors argued, once again, his social media posts could influence the case, but not going quite as far as the Justice Department asked. So here's the thing, people. Lance, I got to mm -hmm. do this. Hold on. This is worthy of the shot. President Trump, I have the solution for you. They can think they can put a gag, but, you know, all we got to do is, let's say I put a post up or Lance put a post up or the Big Meg or one of the others, we put a post up. All you got to do is retruth it. It's just going to get as much um, views out there anyway. So problem solved. We got you. Well, just, you know, call me up on the back line. Call Lance up, whatever. We got you. It's simple. What do you think, Lance? Is that a good idea? You know, I think it's a good idea, although I'm not sure that the retruthing of a statement by another individual might not be covered under a federal gag order. I'd have to read the gag order, so I probably need to get a copy of it and look at the way it's worded. I don't know whether or not, but let's face it. If Donald Trump Jr., Dan Scavino, Cash Patel, and other big names like General Flynn, Roger Stone, if somehow we were provided certain narratives it's no different than what the democrats are doing why couldn't we disseminate some of that information uh because i don't think that's covered in the gag order he can't influence it but it doesn't mean that donald trump jr can't talk to a bunch of people and have them do it i don't think the gag order would cover family members in his case and let's face it optically uh it would be very simple to point out something on Donald Trump Jr.'s, oh, go over to Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, account. Uh, he put up a great meme, you know. At the end of the day, I'm not sure. It's a tricky, it's a slippery slope. The gag orders are tricky because at the end of the day, they're hoping you're going to make a mistake because they want to find you in contempt, and that would be a violation of the terms of your, probe, you know, your uh, your release well, or your bond. So, so um, my personal assistant, Rich Esparza, just texted me and told me, one part of the gag order is he can't talk about who's a Jack Smith. So I know Lance has got plenty to say about Jack Smith. So Lance, yeah, you, you say him. all you want, put it on True Social everywhere, and Donald Trump, just retruth it. There you go. Lance is going to put it out on Jack Smith. We got you, and retruth it. Yeah, there's plenty to talk about with Jack Smith, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, did you catch the story, George, on a different note here? House Oversight, they launched an investigation whether Biden's stolen classified documents were used to make his family millions. I what? guess the Oversight Committee, and you know I'm not a big fan of these committees. I just want to see indictment, 
arrest, impeachment. I didn't see that. Gitmo. Yeah. So uh, they, they started a Monday. This was on Monday, which is today. They launched an investigation on whether Joe Biden stolen. So these are all the documents you guys saw that Biden had stacked up so, in his garage, unsecured. This is also the documents they found at the building that he shared with a, with a, a Chinese-linked CCP company. Uh, so they're wondering if he made money. So, they're in, so this, here's the exact statement. We are investigating whether classified documents President Biden was caught mishandling included sensitive information related to specific countries mm. involved in his family foreign business schemes that brought in millions for the Bidens. Now, that's a statement from the Oversight Committee on Monday. So I think it's pretty interesting. Now, James Comer sent a letter to special counsel Robert Hurd demanding more information about Joe Biden's stolen classified documents. I think it's pretty incredible. Uh, there's five White House employees that were involved in so, Biden's stolen classified right. documents case. So pretty interesting stuff. Go ahead, George. It's funny because the headline says whether Biden's stolen, the word keyword here, stolen classified documents. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Just forget, I don't know why balloons are popping up. Why is that happening? I don't know. I don't know. I, my thing just went shit, I think. I don't know. You got a balloon in front of your face, too. I know, right? What the hell's going on? Well, I think I'm still here. Yeah. So, up. Oh, wait a minute. I don't have it. Hold on, Lance. I got you. Well, look, here's the situation, on. guys. That is an interesting choice of words, stolen documents. As we know, the vice president doesn't have the same level of authority the president does. So when they make the accusation about Donald Trump and the 60 documents that they allege they found, we still don't know if those numbers are accurate. What In this case, hell? Biden had many, many more documents and as only being vice president of the United States. And some of the documents appear to link, go all the way back to when he was just in Congress. He wasn't even vice president. Now, there's specific rules that go along with your security clearances. And as a VP, taking home classified documents no. would violate your security clearance. And if your VP security clearance was violated, you would never get the same security clearances as president of the United States. And that's my point. He took these documents. He had them not even close to the security that Donald Trump had. And it sounds like Trump's documents were declassified from what we know. At the end of the day, this is a serious issue. And again, here's Congress, both the Republicans and the Democrats, ignoring the issues in this topic. They're ignoring it. Now, they're going to have an oversight committee, but you know me on committees. I'm always worried. Oh, they get on there. Oh, we're mad. We're angry. I'm going to stomp my feet a bunch. Well, at the end of the day, stomping your feet and talking about something isn't the same as impeaching, indicting, arresting, and sending to Gitmo for treasonous addition. This kind of conspiracy when you're dealing with documents that are this sensitive, like classified documents, top secret clearances, this is serious stuff. This has to do with national security of the nation. And we already know that he took money, and at least all his family members took money. We know that there's nine different Biden crime members involved directly from the family. You add this on top of it, and to me, this is a major issue. At the end of the day, I think you have to look at it from the perspective of the, the perspective, at least of what the Oversight Committee is alleging here, that the documents were stolen. George, are you operational again? I don't know. I'm going to see you right now, Lance. Give me one okay. second. Okay. Well, anyway, 
Nope. Guys, I think that's about all the time we have for tonight. We'll get George back on here. So I am not close. operational. I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm going to close this out, George, and you Go can ahead. take us to the end. So here's the deal, guys. We appreciate you turning in on the Big MIG. We've got a big show tomorrow. Uh, you definitely want to tune in. Uh, you're going to hear lots of great stuff, and we obviously want to support him. Uh, Wednesday, we've got Dr. Joe Lee, MD. He's going to be talking about some incredible stuff that he's done work-wise related to the vaccine and related to what you can do to help flush those spike proteins out of your body. He has got a ton of receipts and material to back that up. Uh, we're trying to get Ben Berkham on the show. I just reached out to him, so hopefully we can get him on towards the end of the week. I'll let you know if I'm successful. He hasn't answered back, but he's out of the country, so that's normal. At the end of the day, guys, first... If you're on Rumble, please hit the subscribe button, like, share, comment. We need all that. We need all the uh, input we can get from you guys. Feedback is fantastic. We try to modify our show and work around it. Any suggestions for shows you'd like to see, we always want to hear that also. Go over to Locals. If you're on Locals, please subscribe to us there. Now, listen, these are the free subscriptions. If you can afford to do a $5, $10 subscription, please do. Any tips, hey, we always really appreciate it. And if you can go over to X, I'm sorry, George, yes? Uh, Blue Wolf just, just made a donation to us. Blue Wolf, thank you so very much for your donation. We always appreciate it. Every little amount helps. We always put in it. We're actually pulling that up to buy some other equipment that we want. Um, but listen, if you're on X, at Lance Miliacho, at G Ballantine, at The Big Mig Show. We always live stream over there, but we're obviously trying to grow all those accounts. Please follow us. Tell your friends to follow us. Share our content. We've been loading up a lot of memes on the memes on the Big Mega Show because we love memes, obviously, on this show. If you're on True Social, Gab, Getter, Cloud Hub, you can find us at, at the Big Mig at G ba George Ballantine. He gets the extra uh, vowel there. And uh, at Lance Miliacho. We love you guys. Big MIG Mafia, we appreciate the support. We appreciate all the support from our subscribers and everybody that uh, is part of our team behind the scenes. Thank you. God bless the country. Tip of the spear. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. It is important for you guys to unite the country now. Take um, us out, George. I love you guys. You can't see me, but I do. For real. It's not my fault. Have a good night, everybody. Love yous. Sea of Mud, we make apparel that speaks for you. We're American made with locally sourced manufacturing that works as hard as you do. Some of our threads aren't for the faint of heart, we make sure of it. From the ashes of the Alamo to the victory that is now Texas, Sea of Mud is America's rural country personified. It's a one-stop shop for American culture. Our threads are bound to make a statement that is bold as the American spirit.
you are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and hardened criminals, too. Today, everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you, sold to the highest bidder, or just outright stolen. Even worse, the coming AI state, artificial intelligence, is now watching you like never before. Without privacy, you have no freedom. Every patriot, every American citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people, not the other way around. So the time to act is now. Reclaim your right to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. You have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever. Wow, it's so soft and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that? Well, we took my pillow's patented bill and combine it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented my pillow to bring you the best pillow in history, my pillow 2.0. Because of all of you, my pillow 2.0 has been a huge success. And now we're bringing you our best selling go anywhere my pillows with the same temperature regulating technology. Made with my patented adjustable fill and brand new cooling fabric, they're truly the next generation of my pillow. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save over 60% on our MyPillow 2.0 four pack special. You'll get two My Pillows and two Go Anywhere My Pillows, regular $259.92, now only $99.98. King size, just $10 more. This is a limited time offer, so please order now.